Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. This wall of my word and my balls. I don't break it for nobody, man. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. All right. So, uh, good morning, everyone. Rogue News. It is Monday, 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 March the 28th. We are entering April. And uh, at any moment, Siege, any moment, YouTube will be releasing us from jail. Uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, looking forward to that. We just have to be extra gentle and very nice. But you know, Corona is no longer a topic, so they can't nail us for spreading malicious 
and dangerous medical misinformation siege. So dangerous. So, so dangerous. Dangerous. Yep. Like, don't don't go there. So don't dangerous. go there. I don't mean, go I, there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Exactly. I wonder how they're going to feel as the 55,000 pages of Pfizer's data has just dropped. I wonder what they're going to do. Well, that's not for us to decide. That's for Pfizer to unravel. Isn't that amazing, Siege? It's up for them to unravel and they're to figure out their legal disputes with the insurance industry. V. Oh God, it's going to be it's going to be unbelievable. And for all the people out there that went out and got their vaccines, their boosters with their roosters and their third and fourth shot and triple jabbed and boosted, y'all got problems now. Y'all got a lot of problems. My that, menstrual cycle's been off, V. Your menstrual yeah, my menstrual cycle has been off as well. I've been very <laughs> irregular this morning. It's been terrible. I think I need more more caffeine. <laughs> That's just wrong. It, it is, man. It is. But you know what? Lots going around the world. Uh, we're waiting for Harley to come on, but I, I don't know what's going on. There's been some technical issues on his side uh, jumping on. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, there's a lot going on. And Siege, you know, we're going to do what we do best, brother, and that is freestyle. That's what we do. We do it live. Freestyle. Freestyle, man. What's on the radar, man? What do you want to get into this morning? There's a lot a lot of crap going on, brother. Well, I tell you what, there were some interesting tweets I shared with you and Gus over the oh, weekend, V. Yes. And I think I think Mr. Musk, Elon Musk, love him or hate him, I don't care. Uh, but a, apparently he's a huge proponent of freedom of speech, yes, liberty, the ideas of of individual thought yep. without censorship, V. And I tell you what, I, I think he's gonna pull the trigger and, and do something. I don't know what it is. However, Siege, I don't think he's going to at least sit by. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, you postulated this theory, and I think, you know what, Siege, it might just happen. Why don't you share with the, with, the, with the audience what you postulated in our chat between you, me, and Gus? Here, here's, my, here's my theory, and, and the reason why I came to this conclusion is for, for a couple different reasons, is that everyone remembers the uh, Babylon Bee, which is kind of like the political satire. They do a lot of funny shit. Like, it, it's hilarious. He has a Elon Musk has a, a pretty pretty darn good relationship with the uh, founders. I think there's three of them. You can catch Elon on their podcast, and they had a good time. They they had a fun time. You could see them the the synchronicity. They 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 sank on a lot of different issues and topics. And recently, the Babylon Bee was was banned off Twitter. I don't know if they're back or not, or if yeah. they've been completely removed. And you know, this is satire, and they completely say it that hey, this is for fun. This is for satire. And this is something that often you hear Joe Rogan talk about, like a lot of the comedy and things that you, you know, you used to be able to do and say 10, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago and get away with. You can't do that nowadays. Like no. you can't touch base on homosexuality. I remember. Do you remember um, Eddie Murphy's Raw and his his first comedy? Like like he would never be able to get up today and say those things without being either either canceled or an attempt to cancel or or you know whatever happens but so my theory is this is that elon put out a tweet this was a few days ago saying how do you feel and i don't want to take the words out of context i probably should just bring up his tweet but needless to say he asked basically his followers like do you feel that that twitter promotes individual freedom liberty freedom of thought it's very important to me and he put out a poll and it was overwhelmingly like 70 percent said no 30 percent said yes and then he put a, a basically a reply to his own tweet saying, hey, this is this is pretty darn important. So please put some thought process into into what your thoughts are. And 
many of you know there's been several other attempts to build out different platforms, right? We we we've seen that with you know with, with either Gab, uh, the one that the uh, Trump organization you know put out, and and they just really struggled to gain traction, and especially like. In essence, if you look at it from a startup perspective and, and how expensive potentially it could be and then bringing new people on board or, or moving them over. And Elon doesn't have the time. He's, he's a very busy person. And yes, he could pay someone to do it. But my thought process is, is that he comes together with maybe other investors, Joe Rogan, uh, maybe Dave Chappelle, maybe right. a few other people and says, hey, you know what? Let's 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 seek legal uh, counsel and let's see what we can do to maybe put this thing forth to maybe even acquire uh, Twitter altogether and be done with it. And so I'm, I'm hoping that he does. I think that'd be awesome for him to do that. And like you said, he's, you know, regardless if you're, you're uh, talking about, you know, radical ideas or whatever, you know, it's up to each individual person to decide whether they want to listen to it. Right. You can unfollow that person or completely shut it off, but it shouldn't be up to big tech to pick and choose and decide who stays on what platforms and don't. And I think the biggest beef that Elon had with it is that, Twitter almost acts V as a a uh, political type organization where they have the ability to influence elections, right? And I think that's where hence lies the problem is that the ideas of our republic of of voting in democracy, when they have the ability to silence political people and remove them from their platform, then they're meddling in in the outcomes of elections. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's exactly what's happening, man. If they go ahead and pull the resources and, blo- and buy Twitter, that will be the biggest kick in the balls to the left. They don't have um, nowhere to go. They will leave Twitter and dro- – I don't know where they will go. Well, I believe Twitter's publicly held, right? It's, yeah, it's, pub- it, it's publicly held. Correct. Yeah. It, it's it's so, traded. Yeah. You know, it's a pri- um, it, yeah, it's traded on the stock exchange. So they can – Elon could go there and, t- and Tesla could go ahead. And Tesla's got the money in the market. Oh, cap. gosh. Yes, they got yeah. the money and the market cap to go ahead and, and buy an absolute majority stake in Twitter, and they can't do shit about it. Twitter would just have to acquiesce to the fact that Tesla could just take them over. Yep. And then yep. where's where's the left going to go? Where are these woke nut jobs going to go? Where then that's when we come in and tell them, listen, you you you, you don't like it? Go build your own platform. <laughs> <laughs> listen, friends, the sword Pure cuts person. both ways. Yeah. This is what idiots don't realize. You know, we too have billionaires on our side that are not down with this stuff. It's, billionaires are not the exclusive realm of the left. It really isn't. In fact, majority of them are not left. Majority of them are not woke. And the majority of them are sick of this. The next thing I want to talk about, Siege, I'm going to tell you this. Look, I made a prediction back in November of what's happening with, with, with COVID, with the pharmaceutical stocks, and look, it's played out very well. I'm going to let everybody know here what, what is happening with some inside information and watch this play out. Here we go. You ready? Everybody got the seatbelts on? You got your notebook handy? Let's do it. Perfect. Here we go. All right. I'm going to talk about a little company. A a, a little company. Because it's a little company masquerading as a really big bad boy. Right? It's masquerading as the rabid junkyard dog that nobody wants to tame, nobody wants to get near to. And I'm talking about BlackRock. Here is the gorilla's prediction. After careful consideration, after a few calls, and look, man, I can... See, one of these days, I'll flash you emails that I've had with, with between me and some top-level execs over at JPM. I'm not going to mention any names. Any names. Okay? Any names whatsoever of, of who I've been in contact with and, and who do I speak to within my, you know, up the totem pole 
of the people that I know that I've worked with. Here we go. The financial powers, and I've said, I've said this before, the financial powers are absolutely sick of this woke bullshit. They're sick of the Biden administration, and they're done with the World Economic Forum. I've said this months ago. I'm going to reiterate it again. And others have caught on to what I'm saying, and they're running with it as their own. I, I don't care about that. I really don't give a rat's ass. I live a very busy, successful life, so I really don't care. But here, listen carefully. They're done with Klaus Schwab. Okay. Let me just. Hello. Let me just. Make, yeah, I'm here. My, I'm here. My, okay, there you go. Okay. I need to work with my mic here. They're done with Klaus Schwab. They are done with BlackRock, and they're done with uh, Vanguard. Now, people say, "Wait a minute, BlackRock's you know ten and a half trillion in assets." Oh my God! I mean, they got. You know, a six percent ownership of stock in, in their holding Vanguard holds six percent ownership of stock with JP Morgan. What's gonna happen? Let me explain something to you. Larry Fink, who is close friends with a guy whose name I'm not gonna mention, but it starts with a J. Okay. And this guy whose name starts with a J was one of the most badass traders and fund managers in the United States. One of the best. Okay? And he also works with another guy whose letter starts with a D. Okay? And these guys were absolutely killing it in the 80s with the funds they were running with the insurance companies and all the other things that they had going on that think approached them. And this is the guy, Jay, whose name, name starts with Jay, who built BlackRock. In other words, this is the guy who was literally the trading genius and the investment genius, the portfolio genius who built BlackRock. Fink took him on. Fink was begging. When Fink was starting BlackRock in the 80s, he was begging this guy to come on board. And this guy with the letter J is good friends, very good friends. I mean, they have dinner together, want to go out, they hang out at their, at, their, at their mansion in Miami together, the whole nine yards, with a buddy of mine. They're all out from the Midwest. Chicago boys, I'll leave it at that. Now, BlackRock is the new kid on the block. BlackRock thinks it's the bad boy. They're really gone, you know, they're really grown out of their britches, so to speak. And the guy, Jay, that I was talking about doesn't really like the direction that BlackRock is going, especially with ESG. We all know about the whole equity scores for, you know, that you get that companies and corporations are to, to have in order for them to have more socially conscious and responsible banking, lending, finances, and business, R&D, blah, 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 all woke bullshit. So this is what's going to happen. Now, the guy, Jay, disclosed to me a few things, and a couple of guys over at JPM also connected to a few guys in Goldman. I'm going to say this. I'm going to simplify it. I'm not going to get into all the details, but I'm going to put some key details and touch points I'm going to touch upon. You look at it yourself. Mark my words. JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs are going to destroy BlackRock. I'll repeat myself again. J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs 
is about to destroy BlackRock. BlackRock was a nobody on the scene. BlackRock is the new boy on the block. BlackRock is sitting on ten trillion in assets at twenty two billion in quarterly profits last year. And you might be saying, how how's how's how, how does JPM and, and, and Goldman gonna do this? JPM has three trillion in assets, they had forty eight billion in revenue last year. How are they gonna do this? Same thing with Goldman, right? How are they gonna do this? Goldman and JPM has something that BlackRock does not have. That is the baddest freaking traders on God's green earth. BlackRock, how did BlackRock get this 10 trillion assets, right? What happened this week or last week with BlackRock? They just sold what? They sold one of their buildings in New York City, one of their big headquarters, right? BlackRock, after the 2008 financial blowout, right? And you've had JP Morgan, you had Goldman Sachs, you had Bank of America, you had uh, uh, Citigroup. Every single one of them were laden with derivative debt, right? You all remember that. Right, J.P. Morgan, you know, six at that time, six and a half trillion, seven trillion in assets, but they had uh, <laughs> seventy-two trillion in in derivative debt. You have to understand this, folks. J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs is more important to the Fed than BlackRock. J.P. Morgan and the Goldman Sachs have always done since well, J.P. Morgan since the nineteen twenties has always been doing the Fed's dirty work. That ain't going to change. That ain't going to change. So how did they, all of a sudden, with some wonderful magic of accounting, how did they draw down $72 trillion? How do they do it? How do they magically reduce it? How do they get all these geostrategically valuable, as according to Basel III, the Bank of International Settlements has given that moniker to J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and Citigroup. How did they unload all that derivative debt? Well, the Fed took it. The Fed did a swap by taking the derivatives and giving them USTs, U.S. Treasuries. Okay, this is part of the TARP program. Okay, and then the Fed overloaded their balance sheet. With all the derivatives, right? All the derivatives. What do they do with all the derivatives? Well, we know that the, the, the ESF, the Emergency Stabilization Fund, has taken some off the, off the books and kept it off the market. And the rest was what? Mingled, mixed, mashed, chopped up, and refinancialized in various other derivatives and investment vehicle products, specifically what? Mortgage-backed securities. Not just any mortgage-backed securities, commercial real estate. Siege, BlackRock's portfolio, 60%, over 60% of their holdings is in what asset, CJ? BlackRock's? Yep, take a guess. I would say probably commercial properties. That was a sign, that was the bomb going off. BlackRock swallowed all of it. The regurgitated, dirty paper, ticking time bomb, toxic asset debt they are sitting on. Well, how do you think JPM and Goldman's going to go after BlackRock? Where do you think they're going to attack first? The commercial real estate. 
they're in a lot of trouble. Number one. Number two, they're about to be taught a lesson. They're about to be taught that they're a little, they've got a little too big for the britches. The new kid on the block got a little too big for the britches. BlackRock is about to take a massive hit. When is this going to happen? It's going to start in fall of 2022. Watch what happens in the fall of 2022. Write this down in your notebooks. You're going to start seeing news coming out about BlackRock. Okay? And watch. It's going to begin in the fall of 2022. By the middle to the end of 2022, you're going to see what happens to BlackRock. They're about to be thrown into the wood chipper. Watch what happens. That's what I got to say, Siege. Yeah, um, man, I'm a little conflicted on this one because just the history with JPM. Dude, the, the, um, you got to understand, mean, in this I level. Mean I mean, they're crooks. <laughs> no, of course. Look, there's no good guys and bad guys here, right, Siege. Right, right. That's, that's why I'm so conflicted because, yeah. I mean, let's not pretend that they've been, you know, model citizens. No, 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 no. Lifetime. This and, is... but, I, but, but what I think we're witnessing is the same struggle for 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 finance for power for greed that we witness with you know who is banking the who's financing the system and i guarantee you that that jpm they've probably seen ex- pretty extensive amount of amount of investment dollars whether it's it's pension funds whoever may potentially move funds out of jpm into blackrock right so so i would be i would be pissed as well so i i think I, I don't know. Maybe it's self-serving, you know, for 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 them to take a look at it this at this perspective. Um, you know, no offense to your friends at all or anything inside JPM. You know, you know, I worked with JPM. Um, I personally, Jamie Dimon is the only person that I've ever been to a, a conference before that had to have armed guard securities yep. and at a at a conference. There's probably a reason for that. Um, so, so I think what that power dynamic and that shift is is just, you know, they're JPM and they're. Uh, conglomerate whoever Goldman sucks you know whoever are, are are pissed that you know they're never no longer on the nipple of of the government and where that those funds are going so they're they're probably pissed as hell like any other financial institution would be and, and that doesn't mean that blackrock's a good good actor as well i just i just think it's it's, it's entirely all fucked up altogether and and how they how they manage the system and but basically bankrupted the entire country and yeah. and we you know we saw the how much uh in, in the in the uh the bailouts for for COVID, how much jpm received in funds from that and, and everyone did you know in terms of the big the big bank so you know I, I i don't know the perspective and the dynamics in terms of what happens with those investment dollars when the dollar goes bye-bye uh but but i tell you what if i was any type of, of you know financial institution or whatever else like that i would be finding way to you know, like what we've talked about to get the hell out of out of the dollar different ways. Um, I, I, I can't remember if JP Morgan I, at one time they're the holdest larger of silver, I thought, yeah. unless they unless they sold all that. No, they still uh, are. That they still are, but you know, we know how toxic the entire commercial property management is. They probably have securities bundled together. It's funny you, you talked about this today because I watched more uh, margin call last night again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that show. It's 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 a it's a great show and it just basically exposes like the greed and the corruption of what these people are willing to do and and they will repackage those things and they will sell those off to a, a third party 
at a significant amount of, of, of loss, knowing that's going underwater and, and they don't have any conscience about it. So um, that's just, that's just my perspective. I, I personally being involved with, you know, JP Morgan and see how they literally would, you know, close all their urban banking centers uh, because, you know, unless you, unless you walked in with a hefty uh, investment check or whatever, they, they didn't want to deal with you. They didn't want to talk to you. And, and, you know, so I, you know, I, any, any of those institutions like that, I just, you know, question, <laughs> I don't think there's any moral dilemma that they have between what they're willing and not willing to do to, to make a profit. No, absolutely. Dude, this is, this is Darth Vader taking out Emperor Palpatine. This is, you, know, you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, it's, it, there's no honor among thieves. You know, that's the whole entire, uh, the whole, the whole premise of this. There's no honor among thieves. Let them take each other out. The next move that Goldman and, and JPM is going to do, watch the candidates they back. They're going to be backing nationalist anti-woke candidates. But remember, just because they're nationalists and they're anti-woke don't mean that they know what's best for the United States. Because we're still in this stupid left-right paradigm. We're still in the whole, you know, multipolar world is bad. The United States must be this prominent good. Third... JPM and, and, and Goldman, they're still doing business with Russia. They're doing it through third-party countries, third-party banks, right? They, they, they haven't stopped. So their whole thing of stopping this is completely self-serving. It's completely self-serving. There's no heroes. There's no heroes or bad guys, any of that in this. And, and at the end of the day, what this means for the average American is this. Look, they take down BlackRock, and all this happens. It's still going to be continued chaos, but there's going to be a little bit of reprieve from the woke bullshit. You see what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. Yeah. The, so yeah. that's it. Are we still heading for a, a collapse? Yes. Is it still the, 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 the culture of our nation still mostly irredeemable? Correct. Right. It, 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 there, there is that paradigm shift. And this is you got to look at it. And people need to look at it from a very analytical clinical, pragmatic way with no emotions behind it whatsoever. What does this mean for you? Well, every single day I live, I am de-dollarizing myself. Every single day I live, I am moving my operations offshore. Every single day I live, it's it's you have to live life with a global perspective. That should be the absolute direction of everybody. Now, that means different for different tax brackets, right? So you need to prepare for yourself. No matter what happens, you got to get the right things in place. Precious metals, cryptocurrencies, food, uh, um, hell, you know, e e even uh, raw material commodities are things that you need to get because the next several weeks, several months going on to the next few years are going to be some of the most chaotic times in this country's history because we're a receding superpower that's devolving from a superpower to a regional power. And during that entire process is going to be a very shaky, very chaotic, very volatile process, and many things are going to be breaking along the way. A lot of that will be the financial markets. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that we're, we're, we're starting to witness those like, like in real time. Right. Like this isn't something that, you know, several months down the road, road, down whatever. I mean, we're seeing major cracks start to occur and the the it's it's been at their hand and their disposal to do whatever they like. And that's the power of 
who controls the energy and the energy trade. Yep. And and so also I guarantee you that probably this election cycle we are going to see a major shift. I I, yeah. I predict it. Now we will see uh, the the Republicans take the House, Senate, and the executive office. Yep. I I think that that's that's a no brainer. I think that's that's said and done. Uh, and and big money will help to to dictate that because. I think that they invested in in a Biden election, especially the the Better Business Bureau, thinking that, hey, you know, we you know we we think that Biden's going to be much better for our country in terms of the policies and and his standing of how we're going to look on the international stage, and it's all backfired, and in particular with this whole woke mentality of of corporate America and how they're managing things, not only not only from the perspective of their, of their social cues, but also their employees, right? Like demanding mm-hmm. their employees to be to be vaccinated or to to go through a certain amount of diversity training and in their hiring perspectives. You know, one of those companies that I know firsthand and that I'm not going to name names, but is, is Eli Lilly, uh, Eli Lilly and company, they have been hell bent on, on diversity and, and promoting people who are double, triple, triple minorities. And it's really led to the demise of the company. So therefore they have a huge undertaking of, of people who propelled and helped get Eli Lilly to where they are today, who are now leaving the company who are now forced into a, a forced retirement at age 55, which I wish our government had a forced retirement at 55. And, and that's what the social woke programs have done. They've demised everything about our country, everything that we stand for, the moral decay that we're witnessing, where you have now people who are actively, and we warned you, like we, we, we remember we warned people about not only the taking down the statues and flags, we warned that the moment that you start giving an inch and you start saying LGBTQ, whatever it is, you're going to have that <laughs> next layer that's going to come in and say, you know what? Maybe we need to rebrand uh, pedophilia. Maybe we need to rebrand it as people in love with young kids, you know, and, and have a flag and, and make it socially acceptable. And that's strictly what we're witnessing. So, so yeah, so if it means destroying that whole woke and that social programs that have really undermined our, com- our country for the last several years and continue to do so, then, then I'm on board. I'm on board. We, we have to get back to the ideas of individual freedom, individual liberty, that for some reason – we we've totally have lost that concept. And I think that the moral decay of our company speaks volumes based upon what happened last night in at the at the Oscars V, where we're literally here and the guests that we have here at Rogue, like we're literally trying to stop World War Three, right? Yeah. We're literally like like trying to stop an event of escalation and and maybe we'll get one like, maybe one share. And I'm not mad at anyone or anything like that. And and in other platforms as well, the LaRouche Pack, the Lewis organization. You know, it, it won't dominate the social feed. But the moment that a Hollywood actor bitch slaps someone on, on the Oscars, what do you see? Everybody decided to wake up and, and post about it. So maybe maybe we do deserve what's heading towards. Oh, yeah, we, we absolutely deserve what's coming our way. Yeah. So maybe we deserve that aspect of what's coming our way is when we put more importance upon upon a, uh, a celebrity slapping another celebrity and it dominates the entire news feed of every platform fine we we deserve it if we can't pay attention to understand the truth of what's happening with the foreign adversary and and by the way biden did us no favors at all in fact we're closer now to some type of major escalation now more than ever understanding the true goal of the of the administration of the deep state is to remove vladimir putin from office you know biden said it you can't you can't reverse course on that so therefore there's no diplomacy there, there's no conversation about trying to peacefully end the situation with Ukraine, and therefore Russia is going to go all full out on this because they cannot, they cannot deal with this. And 
and Biden did nothing to help our country, he made the world a much more dangerous place for you. You know, I remember what a, a buddy of mine told me years ago, many years ago. It was the most probably one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. He said the collapse of the United States is not neither good nor evil. It's necessary. And that's powerful. This is not about us, you know, deserving this. It has nothing to do with that. You have to understand, folks, if, 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 do you want America? Do you want a constitutional America? Do you want an America that's based on, on the, the rule of law, the Bill of Rights? Do you want to win back culture? Then this country needs to be wrecked. It, the system needs to be collapsed. It needs to be purged. We have to burn it down. Start it again. has to be burned down, man. There's no other way. The whole system must implode because you cannot have the type of politicians you have and expect to be normal. Like, how stupid are we that it's cool with society that, that this is a big debate. What is a woman? Is a big debate. I mean, Matt Walsh, God bless him. He's making a, a documentary about it called What is Woman? And people, <laughs> and people are sure, uh, I, I can't really define what that, that's a, that's a loaded question. No, it's not, motherfucker. It really isn't. A woman is the opposite of a man. A woman has a different set of genitalia than a man. A woman has an XY, uh, has an, it's an XY chromosome. Right? Or is it yep. XX each? I'm confused at the moment. My, XY, my, yeah. XY, right? I'm, I'm not a biologist or a... Uh... I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Bill's guy's right. Nine, you know, nine, nine out of ten don't even understand or comprehend the Bill of Rights. Nine out of ten don't know American history. Nine out of ten don't know geography. Nine out of ten can't find Ukraine on the map. Nine out of ten are idiots. Look how fucking dumb the kids are. Yo, yo, th these kids cannot compete with kids in other parts of the world. They just can't. They can't compete with Russian kids, Chinese kids, Indian kids, Taiwanese kids, Singaporean kids, Thai kids. Kids from Cambodia outdo kids in, in, in America when it comes to math and sciences. And they've done this with, oh, we can't define a woman. Why? This way, if you can create gender confusion, where people are paranoid and afraid to describe what gender it is, right? Now it's a protected class and this, that, and the other. You have already begun the step to dehumanization. It's always been dehumanization. Why? Because these assholes want, want your kids. They want your kids, man. Yeah. That's always yeah. been the goal. I remember reading an episode from, uh, from the editor of Out Magazine, the, the homosexual magazine. This was decades ago. This is like in the 90s or early aughts. I remember reading this. Don't ask me why I was reading out magazine. <laughs> but it well, was I shared a vanity. Was... I, I shared a vanity article, a Vanity Fair article online. So you're excused. yeah, but, but that's not as bad as out, bro. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I no, I actually did this because there's, uh, there's a research paper I was doing in, in 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 college when you could actually question at that time. You know, when you could actually question um 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 all this stuff that's happening. And one of my postulations for my thesis paper was this is not a healthy lifestyle, that it's a, it's a death style. And I quote statistics, everything from crime statistics, that a, that, that a person that belongs to the alphabet community is nine times out of ten more likely to be killed and murdered in the most vicious way possible by a member of the same community than from a heterosexual straight male. Right? 
Yeah. I yep. go into the fact that the suicide rates are abnormally through the roof. I go to the fact that, uh, you know, health-wise, their bodies are deteriorating. These morons that go ahead and they chop off they, their balls, right? They they, they, uh, they they go ahead and they they absolutely eviscerate their genitals, thinking that they're going to become women. Without medication, their bodies begin to fight the the, the this 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 weird disgusting genital reconstruction that they did as if it's fighting to heal a wound this is the insanity of it and these idiots don't live long pre or post op it doesn't matter you yeah know, it, it, it's incredible and it, uh, mm-hmm. it, it is incredible and v there for a while you know i was kind of pessimistic about like the the long term in terms of our, our society and where we were in, in in terms of you know population growth and and the amount of people who are uh, promoters of freedom liberty people who understood the need to uh, have proper monetary policy that you know for several years v that like you know if you if you looked at and I don't have any statistical data it'd be it'd be fun to do a show and talk about with someone who looks at this as as far as the demographics and the growth. I strictly know that like in terms of like certain areas where they specifically said that, hey, by this time period, there will be more of this age bracket, this growth in population. And that's one thing that led me to always believe that, you know, they're they're escalating their base due to childbirth policies a lot quicker than we are. You know, they're having three or four kids and 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 typically people who are are a little bit more moderate, a little bit fiscal conservative, maybe have one or, or, or two kids, or therefore do the numbers after 25, 30 years. And I felt that way for the longest time, that there'd be no way of consensus of, of changing the course of our country was going. But, but I, see a, uh, I see a gap. I see a gap that's happening that within the next decade and maybe 20 year plus where uh, we have a, an age group. And it's very unfortunate. It, it, it hurts me as American that we have uh, kids, millennials, whatever you want to call them, we have a younger group that um, you know whether whether they're on the right path or on the in the bad path. It's not up to me to decide their perspectives, but for the most part, we have a, a group that's growing up right now, V, that does not want to reproduce, that does no. not want to bring a child into this 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 world. And I ain't right. mad at them. I'm not mad at them. But what what I'm getting at is that I think we're going to have a time period unless they bring more immigrants in, right? If let's say keep you know bringing in 100,000 refugees and 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 then making them voters wherever we may have a recourse and it may not be in my lifetime it may be in my in my son's lifetime uh that more people like people who live in florida who have moved out of those hard liberal states understand the ramifications of those things happening then they may not they may not be able to be directly impacted by it now but you're seeing more and more of this like the people in nyc right new york is a perfect example where they were fine. They were tolerant with a lot of these left, the left liberal type policies. But now you have an uprising, people that are pushing back against the mayor saying crime is out of control here, dude. Like we, we've got to get our, our state, our city turned back around. How are we going to? And, and I think that's going to resonate. And, and maybe even Illinois, maybe even Chicago at some point. That's pretty, pretty damn optimistic. But I think that that's going to take its toll in these liberal cities when either they're carjacked or they're the victim of a home invasion, or their child is kidnapped. And I don't wish any of those things upon anyone, but I think once that happens and someone is is personally impacted by the policies yep. uh, of this left wing is when they start advocating for change. 
And I think that's coming sooner than later, especially with this economic collapse that we're facing, B. Oh, absolutely. 100%, man. And that's the deal. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's the, this thing is, is the reality of the situation we're facing. Demographically, we're in demographic decline. Culturally, we're, we're gone. Economically, we're so stupid. We can't, even, we, don't, we can't even build paper towel factories. You realize that? That's how stupid we are. Like, I mean, think. Of, I, mean, I mean, this is going to be the greatest shock, and I, I don't, I don't think people fully grasp. Like, when I think of this, because I look at, the, you know, the, the the entire system as a whole from a, from an economic monetary standpoint, and from a econ, you know, from a, a a production a physical economy based standpoint, and I look at this whole entire thing. I'm like, you got to realize, guys, we're a country that believed its own bullshit for the last fifty years, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. We have nothing. Do you understand? Like when you outsource stuff, when you when you when you send your factories overseas, you not only lose the factory, but you lose the tribal knowledge, the 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 very idea and the know how on how to build it again. This is why I was laughing when these we're going to have a chip factory. We're going to have this. We can't build a damn chip factory here. Nobody knows how to work on them. And this is the problem, like companies like Samsung, like, yeah, we want to build a chip factory here, you know, with five nanometer chips. This, that, the problem is they can't find enough qualified people to work. Do you understand that? You have no industry. You, you fucked yourself on your culture. You fuck, I'm not even listening. You ruined, you, you wrecked your culture. You thought it was, y'all thought it was cute. You thought it was cute. <laughs> Liberals are so cute. They're funny. Yeah, we all thought that. And then they moved into what is first was you know first it was like I remember the, the lesbian and gay community. It was just LG. We're cool with that. Right? Well, I gotta find it's just LG, whatever. The fags want to get married, who cares? And we're like, wait a minute, if we make them, and I, you know, part of me was like, well, you know, we're on a slippery slope here. You know, they get married and what next? Because legally, you know, if, if, if let's just say that, that CJ and I were gay lovers. <laughs> That's fucking scary right there. <laughs> <laughs> and not and, that you're not handsome, but you're a handsome guy. But you know, you know what I'm saying. I, just, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, let's just say something happens to me, right? Okay. Let's, just, let's just say me and CJ are two gay guys living in San Francisco in the in the, in the 80s and 90s, right? We're in the thick of it. We just we just came from a bathhouse, <laughs> and I got the hips, and I dropped dead, right? <laughs> no, no. Good example. <laughs> Thanks, Sika. <laughs> There's a lot of things legally where Siege could literally be the inheritor of, of, uh, of all my assets, right? <laughs> People have, well, you know, V and I, we went to this, uh, this uh, steamy San Francisco bathhouse. He got the hips. He dropped dead. Now I got all his wealth. And he left it to me. You don't need to get married for that. But they needed that marriage bullshit. And then the statistical fact is when I was doing my college thesis work, and I got to bring up that work, that paperwork. I'm going to read it live on air. It's, it's, it's a brilliant piece of work, man. I did a good job with it. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but the level of studies that I cited was, was amazing. Right. 
and in there, I, I you know, I cited that um, that when a, a a gay couple's married, they are more promiscuous than a heterosexual couple. They have still multiple partners. Why? So why this whole marriage thing? Was it really about gay rights? No, it's about wrecking the concept of marriage. And then we went on the whole slippery slope of, of that, and it was LG, then it became BTQ, RSTW, XYZ, and now look at where we are. Now they're talking about, well, we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, uh, you know, be uh, ill of, of pedophiles. We shouldn't do that. And then and, and, and what is a woman? And so this is where we are. We're in the brick World War III. Culturally, we're lost. You know, economically, we're done for. Like, what's left? Like, what? So that's why we say the the collapse of the United States is neither good nor evil. It's necessary. And with that being said, Harley, how are you, buddy? Uh, see, I don't think we have this audio. I think we have that audio issue. Uh, And you hear us. This is strange. I don't know what's going on with our systems here. Oh, I have no idea. And this is the whole entire why, why is government involved in, 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 in marriage and this, that, and the other? So we've lost culture. When you lose culture, folks, you lose it all. But think about it. I don't know how things are going to play out over here as we rescind back to being a regional power. And at that point, I'm hoping that we could be better behaved with the rest of the world. I'm hoping. But you see where these globalists are. These guys are absolutely nuts. And here's a, a great article that Siege just sent me, right? Social engineers repackage market pedophiles as minor attracted persons. Folks, let me explain something to you. In, in certain countries, like in Eastern Europe, you are if you're a pedo, they tie you to a post, a post and they beat you near to death. You're not going to come out as a pedo. You're not going to prey on women and children. Once a society allows women and children to be decimated and treated as second-class citizens, it's game over, man. I don't want to be a part of any country, any society that does that. A society like that is incurring, eventually, the fruits of its own wrath. It just moved up on God's earthquake list. Look at this. The moral degeneracy of the LGBT, blah, 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 religion knows no boundaries. The above claim was not so long ago considered a bigoted trope exclusively espoused by hateful reactionary social conservatives. The claim that normalizing sexual deviancies at the core of the corporate LGBTQ agenda was the conventional NPC narrative went a fear-mongering talking point to snuff out hard-fought rights of consenting adults to love women. Nobody cares about who you love. I don't care if a dude loves another dude. I don't care. I don't care about that. Let them do it in the privacy of their own time, not on my time and not on my dime. Do it in the privacy of your own home, and as long as you're not hurting kids, I don't care what you do. But why you got to be all, we need equal rights. What rights? What right are you lacking? The supposedly transphobic argument went like this, taken to its full context. Transgender ideology 
would inevitably descend into a depraved moral position, such as, for example, the normalization of sexualization of children. This is exactly where it was headed. Sexualization of children. That prediction, once again, once a fringe position among so-called social conservatives was increasingly proven itself accurate over time. We all knew this was going to happen. And now here we are, and we arrive at the present. And a short ride, it was from the speculation of bigots to factual reality. Meet Alan Walker, spelled with a Y for the trend. He's so trendy. Look at this fruit knob. A guy like this, in any other point, in any other civilized country, would be thrown off a building. You can't put me in a box with all these other aliens, bro. I can't be. Uh, it's not so bad being trendy. Everyone who looks like me is my friend. Please don't hate me because I'm trendy. They're not going to laugh at me again. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. And I wonder why don't you. Look at this guy. Look at this creature. What a fruit knob. Alan, they, them, his pronouns, was, as you might, a sociology professor. Look at him. This is the crap they teach you in Western schools. You think they have these courses in China or Russia? Uh-uh. Until his recent firing for attempting to normalize pedophilia to the public airwaves. Side note. The miscalculation Walker made in his very public appeal video below to recognize pedophiles as worthy victims, worthy of social protection, is that in his gender study circle, in the end, this should never even be a course. You know what? In the new America, we should make it that if you're not going to go, college should only offer STEM, right? It should only offer science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and medicine, right? That's that's the only thing that they should be offering. Not gender studies, not gay. I have a degree in gay art therapy. None of that garbage. Gender study circles at the university. Such positions are part of the course. He mistakenly assumed that enough of the public was on his side. That is sufficient portion of the public was was enough like his fellow gender studies academics. Again, another moron living in his retarded bubble, this idiot right here, right? Any victim of higher education from the past decade or so who enrolled in sociology course under the false pretense of learning sociology rather than being indoctrinated into a cult will fully recognize Alan Walker's archetype. Here's Alan Walker explaining his advocacy for minor attracted persons. Listen to this garbage. Thanks so much for that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or math uh, in the title. And- All right, so this this dude is actually a woman, okay? You get to tell by this dude's voice the fact that he lacks an Adam's apple. This this creature is a woman with facial hair. Why? Because she's been put on facial hair by taking an, a, exogenous hormones, injecting it into her like testosterone, and this dumb idiot is suffering side effects. That's why she has facial hair, suffering side effects. A moron pretending to be a man. And throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, And MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, They've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. It should be stigmatizing. It should be that if you are a pedo, you should be afraid of stepping out of your house because you might catch one. You should be terrified that you're not going to be punched in the face and beaten and have your spleen split. You should be terrified. 
Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. No, that's exactly what it means. That's exactly what it means. Offender. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to it doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. And not All right, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. I like chocolate. I'm a chocolate addicted person. Doesn't mean I'm going to eat chocolate. No, it means you, the fact you have cravings, right, if you're a fat lardo, right, and you're looking to lose weight, the last thing you need is to be attracted to chocolate. Right? That just means you're craving. You got a problem. You got a food addiction problem. If I'm craving chocolate, if I'm craving a, a, a donuts, Twinkies, ring dings, and ho hos, that means I'm a food addict and I'm craving these things. You got a problem, my man. You shouldn't have the natural inclination to be craving Twinkies. You should be replacing Twinkies with something else, like an apple, an orange, a banana. When you're craving children, you are something's gone with you. Something's completely disconnected with you. You shouldn't be doing that, period. Non-offending maps, by definition, do not abuse children, so their behaviors are moral. Um, but they're still being subjected to this same idea that they're bad people. Yeah, they are. They are. Because you know, Mr. Maps, I'm a map. Would you, would you take somebody who's a map and leave him in the room with your kids? You, you, and folks, let's be honest here. This is what I'm saying. We've washed out everything in our society. We've just completely scrubbed over and whitewashed this whole damn thing. If a map was left alone with a kid, you damn sure straight know that that pedo is going to rape the kid. You just know it. If he knew that he can get away with it, he or she knows that he can get away with molesting a child, he's going to do it. And that's the danger of it. It's like giving a serial killer a gun and, oh, you know, he, he has murderous thoughts. Vicious, murderous thoughts. But that doesn't mean he's immoral. Folks, let me explain something to you. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's an old proverb. He has murderous thoughts. But he's not going to do it. Really. How about you leave the serial killer alone in a room and give him the idea or the impression that he could actually get away with it? He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And now that he's going to do it, he's going to probably put the guy's head in the fridge afterwards. Maps. Um, stigma against maps is a problem in part because it makes maps think that they're monsters. They are monsters. They're worse than monsters. They're scum of the earth. They need to be taken out. They're irredeemable. Every study after study after study shows not even castration works on these monsters, these demons. They need to be done away with. If there's, how about this? Death penalty. You molest a kid, you're dead. And it's not going to be like you're sitting in death row for the next 25, 30 years 
whether the state could get up, uh, get enough sodium pentanol, whatever, to to stop your heart. No, it's you're dead on the spot. Um, that's re- and that's the whole thing. We just recently had the UFC fighter Cain Velasquez. I mean, there's a pedo out there that's molested over 100 kids. He molested the, 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 the kid of, of a UFC fighter, former heavyweight champion. Guy loses his mind, tries to kill him with a gun, shoots at him, misses, and yet the fighter is held without bail in a California jail cell because the judge says he's a threat to the public. Really? But the pedo's not. I bring this up to innovate you to win back your culture. This should never be tolerated. Really problematic in terms of map well-being. I had enough of this creature. It's important to call pedophiles maps because pedophiles unfairly stigmatizing. Maps aren't sex offenders. They're just everyday members of society who happen to be attracted to kids. That attraction forms an important enough part of their identity to invent an acronym to describe themselves by their attraction to children. Maps aren't potentialized victims. They're victims of their sexual attractions. And they, were, they have their own flag ready. Look at that. CJ, are you seeing this? I think CJ's still trying to help out Harley. Look at that, folks. Hey, Harley, are you there? Hello. Hey, there he is. We can hear you loud and clear. We got it, Harley. Just click OK and you're in. Okay, very good. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Perfect. Harley's in. Harley, welcome. Well, glad to be here. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was just going over maps and culture and uh, like this. Sorry about that. I didn't realize you could hear me talking on the phone. I wasn't muted. (laughs) No, it's all good, brother. It's all good. See, look, the pedals have their flags now. Look at that. They have their flag ready. Nice. This welcome, is, Harley. Welcome. Thank I'm, you, I'm just going thank over, you, CJ. I'm just going over no the, worries, uh, the inheritors of Western civilization, Harley, like this new flag, which will probably be... Uh, there you go. There it is. It's gonna, this is going to be the new American flag right here. Anyway, Harley, there's lots going on. I was just discussing some of the social things that were happening here. But where do you want to begin, sir? I mean, we're on the, no. I, I mean we have the, 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 the dementia-in-chief, the crash test dummy himself, was in Poland eating pizza and sitting with troops talking about, we're going to go to Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I think people are missing the point when they say it's a gaffe when he said this thing about Putin's got to go. For God's sakes, this man cannot remain in power. That's U.S. policy. Correct. U.S. policy is regime change. And now they're denying it. Blinken came out and said, we're not trying to topple Putin. Well, then why didn't you negotiate with him on his demand for security guarantees? Why are you putting more weapons into Ukraine when you say you want to de-escalate? Why are you providing more money, more intelligence backup, logistics? Uh, Why are you lying and saying that Russia is preparing to use chemical weapons and possibly nuclear weapons? The policy of the West is regime change in Russia. That hasn't changed. And people have to understand why they're so intent on that. It has nothing to do with protecting the people of Ukraine, because if they want to protect people in Ukraine, stop giving them the goddamn weapons. Yeah. The, the intent is to break up the potential 
of the Eurasian economic integration with Europe. And that was implied very clearly when the Putin G summit took place on February 4th. And the Europeans responded positively to that. The, the German business, French business, uh, Italian business associations, the uh, Italian and uh, Russian Chamber of Commerce want to do business with China and Russia. And yet NATO is pushing this line that, that Russia and China are the greatest autocratic threats, and therefore we cannot have any negotiations with them. Right. So I, I think this is what, what Biden was saying. You know, Biden also said this thing about the U.S. troops will soon see for themselves in Ukraine. You know, some of what he says is off the wall, but I think it reflects the discussion process that's going on. Counter to that is leaks coming from the military, because the, the military is putting out these leaks through William Arkin, through yeah. Scott Ritter, through uh, uh, Colonel McGregor, where they're basically saying, don't believe anything you hear about the, the array of battle in Ukraine. That if the Russians really wanted to destroy the civilian sector of, of Ukraine, they could do it in a minute. Absolutely. And that's not their policy. And meanwhile, they're goading Putin, you know, saying the Russian army is, is a paper tiger and so Right. So on. Uh, I hope the Russians don't feel they have to prove that they're not a paper tiger. The hypersonic missile that went in and hit that, uh, uh, that recruitment mall. center of foreign mercenaries in Lviv. Oh, absolutely! That and the uh, the weapons depot that they that they that makeshift weapons depot at that mall was taken out it was incredible. One hypersonic took out the entire two hundred thousand square foot building like in 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 an instant. It was incredible. And the fact and the fact that the weapons were stored in a mall tells you something also about the Ukrainian military strategy, which is to invite attacks on civilian infrastructure. Yes, absolutely. And this is what the, now the truth is coming out. What happened in Mariupol at the theater, where where now the victims in that theater are like, yes, it was a Zov. A Zov made it. A, a, they they blew up the theater to try to blame Russia, and all of this is trying to is trying to come out, Harley. Well, eventually it's all going to come out, assuming we don't have a nuclear war. And I think that's but, what they're worried about. Well, they want a nuclear war to cover their their their, their, their tracks. Well, look at the the question of the bioweapons lab. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the lying coming out around that, the cover-up, and then they, they play the, you know, they always talk about the Russian playbook as though they actually know what the Russian playbook sure. is self-evident. Blame the Russians Very. for what the West is doing. Yes, exactly right. So they're right. doing the same thing. Yes, absolutely so, correct. I, I want to just read a quick quote from uh, Dmitry Medvedev, the former president, mm. who we, we never hear from in the West, but he spoke at a days ago, and he said, look, here's what the issue is. There are new centers of gravity in international relations that are being shaped. These include India, China, and Russia. The unipolar world is over. The U.S. is no longer the master of planet Earth. Now, 
I don't know if people heard what happened with India, but this is fascinating. The um, U.S. kept asking, and a British delegation was supposed to go into um, Delhi last uh, Saturday. The Indians canceled it, and instead yep. they welcomed Wang Yi, the Chinese foreign minister, Huge. who had just been in Pakistan. They had a six-hour discussion, which included the border question and included the, the bigger issues. And the Indians reaffirmed their ruble, ruby, uh, rupee uh, mm. uh, exchange rate uh, policy. Then you have the Chinese getting an agreement from the Saudis to accept yuan for oil. Uh, you have Nigeria and uh, what was the other country? South Africa siding with Russia at the United Nations. Uh, Algeria said they're not going to provide natural gas to Europe. Uh, Qatar said they have no natural gas to provide. Yeah. And so you see how obvious it is that the U.S. is blackmailing Europe to try and pass ship from the, the West. But here's a funny part about this. The German economics minister, this guy Robert Habeck, who is the co-leader of the Green Party, talked about how the natural gas from the U.S. will replace what they're going to cut off from Russia. And he said, this will be in place by the end of next year. Well, the terminal to accept natural gas in uh, Germany is not going to be completed until 2026. Yep. So what the hell is he talking about? And German industry is getting extremely worked up about this. Now, I think the fact that India and Pakistan are talking, China and India are talking, the panic in the West. Yes. But the, the other point is, why are they talking war on such an aggressive level? A war economy, which is already in place. Austerity, shortages, and so on. Harley, I, I have a quick clip here from Arnab over at Republic News in India. This, I don't know if you saw that this is with... Uh, a neocon professor in D.C., and he was debating. This was, it's gone viral. This clip has gone viral, and it gives you the Indian perspective. It is mind-blowing. It's a quick clip. Let me play it real quick. Seeing is the West organized solidarity against no, Russia. No, 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 West, the nations no, 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 Professor Kapsi. We're seeing serious sanctions professor, against Russia. Yeah. Most of the world now, is coming together now, against professor, Russia. India should get off the fence. Okay, now I'll tell you something, Professor Kapcha. And I hope that you will allow me a, a decent response and then Ambassador Pawan Varma will respond to you. I see John wants to respond to you. First, I'd like to. First of all, with the greatest of respect, Professor Charles Kapcha, you have no moral standing to talk. You are in no position. You as in America, America is in no position to pretend to be the guardian of democracy and human rights. You are the worst perpetrator of atrocities. You, in Barack Obama in 2011, intervened in a nascent Libyan civil war, you know, using the NATO and Arab League partners, prolonging the war for one decade. You, you launched armed conflict in at least six countries. Iraq, Syria, Yemen, Somalia, Niger. You carry out drone strikes. You've killed thousands with your drone strikes. You run Guantanamo Bay. You're dealing with India. We're a big country. We're not your satellite state. So don't lecture us on what we need to do. We are going to look out for yourself. 
you talk about you use the phrase geopolitical expediency in in place of values you lecture me as an american to an indian yes, on values you. and you say I that we are acting in geopolitical expediency right. let me let me let you me allow me allow me to complete allow allow me to complete sir allow me to complete allow me to complete where were your values where where were your values where were your values when in the first two months of the u.s invasion of iraq 7186 iraqi civilians were direct casualties of the war was that your expediency was that expression of your values professor kapchen well professor kapchen incredible he's a complete moron yes yeah. <laughs> that 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 uh uh spat has went viral arnab absolutely it was a bloodletting absolutely razored him he said, we're India. We're a big country. We're not your satellite state. <laughs> like, oh I think this God. is something that the people in the United States have to come to understand. That we have for a long time seen ourselves as the good guys. Oh, yeah. The rest of the world doesn't see that. Yeah. And I think the, the, the most important thing is that either we get rid of this bloodthirsty uh, elite of swindling speculators or we're not going to have a nation left correct because their intention is to break up a russia china alliance which is really moving toward a new financial system which is based on physical economy which is based on producing which is based on giving every child an opportunity to have a better future and mm -hmm. in the united states We've taken that away from our children. We've put them on Instagram and, and uh, Spotify and and the, the and essentially telling them that there, there is no future because you're melting the planet, which is also another lie. Exactly. So I, I think we're what 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 you do, what what uh, a handful have. More people getting our voice out. Yes, absolutely. Because we're the only ones who are actually starting from the standpoint, getting back to what it did when it was a good country and away from what we've been doing, especially since 1971. We've been the world's casino economy and we've destroyed the lives of millions of people. Harley, I, I listened to your uh, podcast this morning on the, the Lewis organization. I always appreciate you putting that out early and, and getting to it. I'm sure the quote-unquote greatly aligned NATO alliances probably wish that Biden would have never made that trip to Europe. Oh, my God. Uh, in, your, in your opinion, Harley, how much damage did, did Biden do with his announcement that the regime change was hard? And, and uh, you made a very good point. You were spot on with saying this pretty much allows Putin to say, hey, look, there's there's no negotiating here because there's none to be had because their end goal is, is regime change. And that's not going to happen. How much more of a dangerous world did, did Biden make this uh, going into this Harley in your opinion? Well, I think most of the NATO countries already know that that's the U S policy. The question is how long will they be willing to commit suicide for the sake of keeping the United States from targeting them? You know, the, I, I just met today with a, a key figure in the German Russian Friendship Association. And he said that you've noticed that Chancellor Schultz has been announcement that Germany is going to spend a hundred 
billion euros on rearming. The idea of a rearmed Germany marching through Poland to go against Russia, doesn't that ring some bells? <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to be accepted by most people in Germany, but the German population has been quiet and eat whatever is shoveled down their throats from London and, and Washington. The French, there are French military people who are reminding is that, that uh, de Gaulle pulled France out of NATO. So I, I think the, the idea of European unity is, is compl- a complete fraud. Yeah. And at some point soon, it will become apparent. Now, will it become apparent to, to Biden? I don't think so. I, I think does, does Blinken care? Blinken is, was described to me as the junior varsity. But there are yeah. people behind them. You know, the, the Finks and the uh, uh, Jamie Diamonds and, and the uh, Lords of the House of Lords and the City of London who have already decided that there can be no acceptance of this Russian-China alliance. The question is, when will point on this? I was very happy to see the say to Prince William, uh, well, we're happy bad, but we don't want your your queen as our monarch anymore. Wow. Mm. And I think this trip of, uh, you talk about disasters, the William Kate tour of the Caribbean was a bigger disaster than Biden's tour of uh, Poland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it, they're done for. The West is rescinding back into the darkness of irrelevancy it's remarkable to see this in the in the world it's remarkable to see that right now the world has really woken up to the fact that they cannot trust the west in treaties they cannot trust the west in economic in, in, in economics they cannot trust the west with anything nor are there even sovereign wealth funds as it, as you know, it was witnessed the, with between the sanctions and the confiscation and all these things that are happening, the world's done with us. It's over. What happens to a country that w- would ordinarily deposit its uh, sovereign fund in an American bank? They no longer have any reason to believe that it will be there when they need it. We started with petty larceny, and by petty, I mean. Nine billion stolen from Afghanistan. Yep. uh, Are dying of starvation. Children, women, we talk about how much concerned with women getting an education, then we starve them to death by cutting off their funds. Yep. So anyone who who looks at the United States as a a benign power right now uh, is looking through the the wrong end of uh, Joe Biden's (laughs) rear end. I don't know who said this, Harley, but uh, I, I don't remember the statesman who said this, but he says being a, a friend of the, of the United States is dangerous. Now, being an enemy of the United States is dangerous, and being a friend of the United States is fatal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, one of the things that's, that's interesting, something that just happened the other day, the same day that, that Jake Sullivan said we have to look to nuclear contingencies, Sent shockwaves 
through anyone in, in government. Right. But that was the same day, March 23rd, the 39 years ago, Ronald Reagan delivered his SDI address yep. where he offered to share with the Soviet Union, not modern day Russia, but with the Soviet Union, the technologies that were being developed that could put an end to the nuclear policy of mutual and assured destruction. Now, that was March 23rd, 1983. Lyndon LaRouche was the person who Ronald Reagan chose to negotiate that with the Russians. Right. And most people don't know that. But what LaRouche was saying at the time is that security is not about weapons. It's about developing science to, to, to come up with new technology all mankind. And that the way you avoid war is you have productive physical economies that engage in fair trade. Now, that's not the policy of Wall Street or the city of London. Yeah. And you know, if, if you needed more evidence, all you have to do is look at the fact that they're threatening poor countries that if they don't sign on to, uh, the, the, if you don't sign on to the Green New Deal, you're going to be cut off from credit completely. So I, I think it's more obvious now. The problem is with the censorship and with the blackout of the truth in the media, it's hard to get it out there. But uh, V, I commend you for what you and CJ do. There are a handful of us that are out there getting this out, and we've just got to keep fighting. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Harley, thank you for coming on and sharing this with us. Anything else that you'd like to comment on? Yeah, on April 9th, we're going to be holding a conference to discuss how we can get an international conference to take up the security concerns, security guarantees, new security architecture, and a new financial architecture. You can go to the schillerinstitute.com to get the, the invitation to that and to register for it, but that's going to be April 9th at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We'll have a lot of international speakers. Uh, it'll be a chance for people to log on and, and see what's shifting in the world. Absolutely. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Thank you all for listening in. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. Spread this with your friends and family. Uh, I think tomorrow we might be back on YouTube. We'll have to check with the sensors and see if they allow us back in. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> thank you so much. Harley, thanks again for joining us, folks. Enjoy your day. CJ, we're over and out.